Welcome to In Strange Company. I'm your host, Marcus Strange. I believe we're a composite of the people with whom we surround ourselves. On this podcast, I sit down with some of the most interesting humans you could hope to meet and give you the opportunity to surround yourself with some amazing people. My guests and I share insights into creating authentic and purpose-filled lives. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to In Strange Company. I am your host, Marcus Strange. My guest today, uh, you guys know him as the guy on Instagram who hits dry scoops of pre-workout, but I know him as the guy who is hashtag squat goals. My guest today <laughs> is Andrew Schubert. <laughs> I almost messed it up. No, I, you got <laughs> it. You got it. Uh, I got a story about the last name that we'll get into later. But uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm Andrew Schubert. I'm... Uh, I've been in Helena for the last 10 years. My wife and I moved here for, for her. She got a job here. Um, squat goals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I started getting into fitness seriously. It was in my late 20s, 29, maybe even 30. Nice. And uh, I've just gone full steam and I haven't stopped. So yeah. it's, I guess it's never too late. But uh, that's, that's a big thing for me is, is fitness now, family and uh and then spending my time outdoors. That's pretty much it's my top way, three things. Good way to spend <laughs> your time. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, in all honesty, the first time I remember noticing you was actually because of your tattoos. Like you got some badass tattoos. What's the, <laughs> what's the story behind those? What kind of inspired so you? So when I was, uh, when I was 19, I got my first oil job Okay. and I had a lot more dollars than I had since. <laughs> so <laughs> I spent a lot of money on on stuff that material stuff uh, i actually went into debt i had kind of a financial crisis in my younger years just because i had more money than i knew what to do knew what to do with and i mismanaged it really badly but tattoos was something that started fast i had the money so i was in there getting i was at some really really crappy tattoo parlors in great falls that's where i was at at the time nice um I've I collected a lot of I guess you'd call them jailhouse style tats now <laughs> traditional artwork um we're slowly covering a bunch of them up uh, I mean the the nicer tats I have now are all cover-ups um I go to Kyle over at Dermaworks now oh nice I've been going to him since yeah. since we came to Helena and he he does good work he's entertaining <laughs> yeah and, uh, that's that's really the the whole tattoo story I I got everything I could think of and nothing meant anything to me at the time. Now I'm more, more intent with my tattoos, and I, you know, I plan them out a little bit better. And stuff that I, I actually appreciate having on my body that I'm not going to be ashamed of down the road. <laughs> Things you don't have to <laughs> lie to your kids about. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. I mean, I, I used to be pretty wild. I was, uh, really, I was kind of out of control for a while before I met my wife and we started having kids. I was, I was just. Uh, I wouldn't say living the best life, but I thought I was just, just going pretty hard all the time. And, and so, I mean, the tattoos were kind of representative of that. Just yeah, nothing real special, just doing it to do it. Yeah. So one last question about tattoos. Cause like, I, I think about it all the time. Like I, I don't have any, but I, I'm kind of getting to that point where like, okay, this might be something that I want to do. The thing that always holds me back is I have this thing in my mind that I don't want to get something and then regret it. So mm-hmm. what, w- what would your advice be for, for me, I guess? You know, I would how just, do I get over that? I think 
Well, you're very passionate about certain things. Yeah. So if you were to design a tattoo around that, something you're passionate about, you're not just going to lose your passion for everything you're passionate about right now. That's true. So like yeah. you start thinking about like a, a cool, I, I, I used to think hunting tattoos were like for dads and stuff like that, <laughs> but I mean, now I'm there. So yeah. something like that, that represents the outdoors or, or something like that, or fitness or anything that you're really passionate about, you're you're likely not going to regret that. But if you just see a picture of something on Facebook or something that you just think looks cool and you go and get that tattooed on you, you'll probably regret something like that. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. Definitely nothing by the seat of your pants. But yeah, if you put if you put a lot of thought into it, it's it's probably not going to be something you regret. Yeah, and that was something that I started doing a little while ago is I started keeping a list in my phone uh, just as things start showing up in my life things that I notice a lot that are really meaningful I started writing those down so I've got this list kind of building it's like my my uh, game plan for what I want it to be so we'll see but you talked about uh, you know living kind of a wild life as a kid and I guess this is a two-part question like it seems like a lot of uh, people that live kind of that wild lifestyle they're either running from something or they're trying to fill a hole in their life and then you kind of mentioned something happens in your life and it changes right mm -hmm. and, and you change and you you view the world differently and that that leads you to start making better choices can you kind of touch on maybe what it was i mean you don't need to you know get super personal but what was that thing that you were you know running from or, or trying to fill and then what was the thing that that helped you change so i don't think i was really running from anything i don't i don't know what i was chasing either mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say I was in the wrong crowd either because some of the people that I was running around with, they've grown up as well. And we still talk a lot of them. I'll never talk to again, but, yeah. um, I never got into drugs or anything like that. It was just alcohol and we just partied a lot. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, I, I really think that mainly it, it just went from, I grew up with no money. We didn't have much mm. of anything. And then I started making really good money with very little education <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I mean, going from nothing to having lots of, lots of money like that. I, and I mean, it's all relative, but I, uh, I became the guy that was, you know, I was buying stuff for everybody else. I was buying, <laughs> you know, I'd go buy a keg or whatever. And it was just, it was like that. Um, but I think it was, it was becoming kind of a problem in my life. I was binging, uh, you know, I'd spend half my time on the road and then half my time at home and the half the whole time I was at home, I was just nonstop going after, you know, just chasing the bottom of a bottle like that. Yeah. And, um, actually, uh, where I started, where I started to realize there was more to life than, than that. I had my first son and he was out of wedlock. Um, his mother and I have a decent relationship now. Uh, we, we get along fairly well and, and we know that like his, uh, his well-being is most important. Sure. But yeah. when he came along, that was kind of an eye opener, you know, like, well, I guess I'm a dad now. And then <laughs> it wasn't long after he came along that I met Mindy and she was actually a bartender at a bar that I used to go to. Nice. And she was putting herself through college and I met her and, um, when she graduated college, she got the job offer here in Helena and that's really where everything changed. We, we moved away from Great Falls, got away from all the people and the, the scenery that I'm so used to. And we came here and it, it changed my life. And, 
I, I'm not going to say that I stopped drinking altogether right away or anything like that. And I, I still on occasion, I'll have a drink. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't drink to, to get drunk or anything like that anymore. But, um, that's, I mean, between her and my oldest son and then now like bringing up a family, I don't have time for that stuff. Yeah. And like my priorities are definitely not, not into, into the recreational side of, you know, partying and all that stuff. I'm, uh, they keep me pretty busy. And then I guess you got fitness too. I mean, you can't be hung over going to the gym and, <laughs> and then <laughs> it I doesn't can't work real yeah, well. I can't hit like my uh, nutrition goals by drinking a bunch of alcohol. Yeah. So what, what's the motivation behind the fitness pursuits? What, what are you hoping to do? I just want to be uh, mentally, physically, uh, spiritually stronger every day. Like mm. that's, that's the goal. I don't have like an ideal body type. And I fluctuate quite a bit. Like I'll get, I'll get big, but I'll be fluffy big <laughs> and, but I'm strong. Like that's when I'm the strongest. Yeah. And then I'll go into a cut and I'll be, I'll look, you know, shredded for a couple months and then I'll let myself build back up. I, I like to lift heavy mm -hmm. and that's relative to it's, it's heavy for me, but it's not heavy for, for a lot of folks. And, uh, I, I just like to feel strong. I like to look at myself, know that I'm strong, but I don't. I don't know what really triggered it, what got me into fitness again. I wish I would have never stopped mm. because like in high school and sports and everything, it was always, it was always, you know, there's two a days and there's weightlifting every day at school and, right. and stuff like that. And then I, I continued to work out a little bit after school and then I took a little break and then I started again when I was in my early twenties and that lasted, you know, maybe six months. But then I just stopped altogether for a long time and I just wish I never would have stopped if I could. If I could change something about my, my twenties, it would have been to just keep going because there's no telling like where I'd be right now. Yeah. You know, it's interesting listening to you talk about like, you know, your family and your fitness and these things that are important to you. It sounds like, um, and in, you know, it sounds like you were pretty typical kid. Like, you know, we all, <laughs> yeah. we all did things that we were yeah. like, Oh, that maybe wasn't the smartest thing in the world. I wish I'd thought about that a little bit more, done that a little differently. But it sounds like once you realize, like, these are my priorities in my life, these are the things that matter, that's when you got really clear mm -hmm. on on what, you know, your path was. Maybe for some people, like, how do they identify priorities, man? Like, it seems like that's that's a theme that constantly comes up is, like, I don't know what things to prioritize in my life. Like, how do you do it? How do you make those things a priority? I think, above all, it's always going to be family. Um that's an easy priority for me. I mean, I've got three kids that depend on me, depend on my well-being, right? Um, and, and a wife, a uh, few dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they um, really depend on you. Those <laughs> but I also need to, you know, when I go to the gym, sometimes I'm blown off steam and I always feel better when I leave the gym than when I went to the gym. So I feel like making myself a priority is very important as well, just so I can be there for them in every way they need me to be there. Um, for somebody struggling with priorities, I, I don't know if I have any perfect advice for that. Yeah. I just know that when you know, you know, it's, I was, you know, all over the place and then like when it hit me, it, it hit me. So, yeah. I think I mean, my family, I don't want to say is to blame because that makes it sound negative, but <laughs> my family is the reason I, I have prioritized so many things in my life. For sure. Well, I think f for me, and I think you and I are really similar in this, um, 
relationships, man, they're, they're so important and that's your friends, your family. And I think, um, if you are a person who's trying to figure out what are my priorities, what's important in my life, if you look at your relationships and you start, you know, making those a priority for me, one of the reasons that I care so much about being healthy and fit is I want to, I want to always be there for my friends and my family. I don't ever want, I don't ever want to not be able to show up because I, I'm not physically able to, Mm -hmm. or because my health is bad. Um, you know, one day when I have kids, like I want to be that dad that's 65 and can still go elk hunting with his 22 year old sons. Um, you know, my dad, he's 73, he still plays basketball every day. Like I know, I know I can go home and I can play a game of basketball with my dad and it might not be to the level that we used to, but we can still go have that bonding experience. Um, my friends know like if they need help moving, like they can call me and Mm -hmm. I am physically able to go help them carry boxes and whatnot. And so I think, um, there's a lot of things like that, you know, uh, working on your mental health, working on, you know, your spiritual life, all those different things. When you, when you put your relationships first, those other things kind of make sense. Like, okay, now I got to work on my physical health, my mental health, all these other things. So I, I don't know. I think your, your point about family being the number one priority is pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think uh, about a lot is purpose. Like what, like what's somebody's life purpose would you say you have a a purpose in this life maybe we already touched on that a little bit i don't know if i have a very specific purpose um i think we all have every one of us has a gift we need to share Mm. and i think it doesn't matter who you are i mean anybody out there has a gift right in one shape or form we've got a gift and it's it's a gift we need to share with other people i think that that's that's very true i uh I don't know. I think social media has been pretty incredible. I've been able to uh, meet and reach out to a lot of people that I never would have ever, I mean, they never would have existed if I hadn't stumbled across them on social media or something like that. But I like to just try to help uplift, inspire, and motivate people um, as far as just like the general peop- general public. I mean, if I could do anything, it'd just be to get people moving. Mm. And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm everybody's number one fan when it comes to getting them off the couch. Nice. So I have a lot of, a lot of random people ask me and I don't have all the answers for nutrition or like what somebody's, what their fitness schedule should be for their body type or anything like that. But I mean, I'll, I'll always tell them just, just start. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to get moving. You got to begin the momentum. And, uh, I, I guess if that's, if there's a purpose for me, it's just to, to help others get moving. Cool. I feel like I feel like that's pretty good. That that's a pretty good, good purpose. purpose for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, that's something I, I see I seem to catch myself doing more than anything else. Really, is just trying to help people get up and get going. Yeah. So you talked about you know your people's number one fan, and I I would say that's true about you. Like you you are a really good motivator and cheerleader for other people who need it, and that's why I like following you on social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun follow. <laughs> Um, what, uh, what's something you value in other people? You know, what are, what are some characteristics that when you look at somebody like, man, I really like that. And you want to see that more in, in the world. I think honesty is the biggest one. Oh, nice. I think, uh, social media has a tendency to really highlight the good and not the bad. Um, I try yeah. to share, I try to share all of it. I'd like to say that the life, um, we've made for ourselves at my house is, is much better 
more good than bad, but they're still going to be bad. It doesn't matter who you are. There's going to be ups and downs. So I try to like on there I'll, on social media, I'll try to share the ups and the downs unless it's a, a down that doesn't need to be shared. And I, I'm obviously not going to share everything, but yeah. Um, and then in life, I mean, honesty is everything. I, I don't have any time for, for liars. I don't appreciate liars and I, I just don't have any time to waste my time on dealing with, with that yeah. specifically. So I, th- I think honesty is probably number one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think sometimes, <laughs> I think sometimes it's really easy to look at social media because it's all curated. Right. And then we start telling ourselves lies and yeah. say, man, like my life is not what it should be quote unquote, because it's not the same as so-and-so's. Yeah. So I got to fix my life and that's never attainable. We're never going to, we're never going to make our lives the same as everybody no. else's. It's just impossible. Yeah. And the problem with the problem with social media is you're comparing your life to their, everybody's highlight reel. Yeah, absolutely. So like so-and-so, you know, just hit this PR and just shot a 400 inch bull, did this and that. They're not showing any of the work they did to get there. They're just showing all the highlights. And yeah. So you don't ever get to see like what led up to it. And it's, it's kind of dangerous, I think, to even begin to compare yourself to other people, especially on social media. Yeah. I think real life relationships where you spend more time with people, you, you don't have to see like the highlight reel. You actually get to see firsthand the, the work and the, the negativity that can go into some things. And that's Instagram is, I think it's a cool tool, but I think it's very misleading. Yeah. Yeah. What's a, what's a common myth that you see people buying into nowadays? Uh, 30 day challenges, Mm. you know, fast 90 day challenges, uh, get rich overnight, all that, the flashy stuff that is being thrown in front of everybody all the time. The, uh, the, I don't even know how to word it. Just the, I guess the get rich quick schemes and all aspects of everything. So, I mean, there's no, there's no way you can completely get your fitness on track in 30 days or whatever. You can start developing a habit in 30 days, but you can't, you're not going to hit, uh, you might hit a goal, I guess, but you're not going to hit any kind of a dream in 30 days. And same with, you know, the fad diets and stuff like that. And I've fallen victim to that. I've done keto and, um, I guess that's the only one I've really done and stuck with. And I, I lost some, I lost a lot of body fat and it was pretty incredible. But then I started eating carbs again and then I just started eating kind of like a jerk <laughs> <laughs> and I just erased all that. Dude, you just described so. the last two months of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I agree 100%. I think this idea that things can be attained quickly is it's so divisive. And somebody asked me the other day about, um, what was that? It was a fit, oh, waist trainers. Mm-hmm. Like my wife wants to get a waist trainer and I'll be the first one to admit I know nothing about waist trainers. And I, so I, I'm not going to comment on that. But what I did tell him was I think you'd be much more effective if you told your wife not to drink anything but water for the next three months and to move every day. Yeah. If if she's really wanting to get, you know, some some health goals accomplished, doing those two things will set her up way better than spending a hundred bucks on some, you know, th- piece of equipment that's supposed to, you know, magically, you know, get you in shape. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would say that that's the thing that scares me most about the, uh, the digital days that we, we live in is like you said earlier, it's a lot of highlight reels 
And then people forget that most of life is just a process. It's not, you know, it's not the finish line. Like we are all in the process of becoming the people we want to be. But when all we're seeing is everybody's, and it's not even their finished product, like they're still working on it. It's just what they tell us is their finished product and we buy into it. So I would agree. I think if we could all reject the myth that, you know, we're, we're going to get to some finish line, um, that would do us, you know, a lot of, uh, it would, it would be really beneficial. Yeah. Do you think it is possible to live a life without regrets? I think it, I, I don't think that one can ever be 100% satisfied. Mm -hmm. So I think to a certain level, there will be some regret in life. It might not be huge regret. Um, but I think, I think that everybody will have some level of regret. Mm. It's just a matter of making sure that there's way more positive in your life. So like when you're laying on your deathbed, you're not getting haunted by some, just a whole bunch of things that you missed out on that yeah. you, that you shouldn't have, you know, just regrets all, all around. But, um, you just want to make sure that all the really good things outweigh any of the regrets. I, I'm a firm believer that everything you do, every, I mean, like the movie, the butterfly effect. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I believe that everything that I have done is for a reason and it's led me to where I am today. I mean, every stupid thing I've done, every smart thing I've done. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've talked with my wife about this, like every, any girl I've dated or didn't date, I mean, ultimately led to me, uh, meeting and marrying her like one yeah. more girl, one less girl. And, and it might not, it, it could have never happened. So something like that. But, um, I think you just need to appreciate everything you do and know that everything you do is going to affect everything you become in the future. So just small things, small habits. What was a really good day that you had? Maybe not a day that you wish you could redo, but a day that was like, man, that was, that was a day worth living. If I could relive that day again, I would. So I have that feeling often during hunting season. Okay. So this year, this year, my son, uh, shot, he shot a little, uh, muley buck and then he shot his first elk. And so those were for most people. Yeah. Those were both big days. That's cool. Big, big days. Um, I've shared a lot of those same moments with my father and my grandfather. Um, when I was younger, I still share those moments with, with my dad quite a bit. My grandpa still comes hunting, but he, he doesn't get very far from the truck anymore. Yeah. But, uh, we still, I mean, we try to share those moments year after year, but I think the big days where I have like my, my ultimate highs usually are out in the field hunting just sharing that experience with somebody yeah and for people who are listening that don't hunt can you try to put into words what makes those days so special i know that's really challenging but so what makes it worth reliving for you i don't think there's anything i can say to swing the the anti-hunting crowd but anybody on the fence or people just thinking about it Mm -hmm. i mean the hunt for me is not when we're talking about the finish line right sure the hunt for me is just like, it's like life. I mean, you put in all this work and the finish line, that's a bonus if, if you harvest something. But for me, it's the, just the putting in all the work and knowing how hard I worked, um, all the homework and scouting and everything we've done and 
you know, training at the gym all year just to make sure you're ready for it and just just knowing what I put my body through. And then um, if I if I am with somebody, sharing the the memories with them. I mean, the the conversations you have on top of a mountain are pretty well unmatched. You know, if you climb up to the top of a mountain with somebody, you're going to have some pretty meaningful conversations up there. Yeah. And there are probably going to be some shenanigans too. We like to joke around <laughs> up there. but um, What's life without a few shenanigans? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like getting out there and getting with nature, um, especially with people that you truly care about. It's there's, there's nothing that can match that. I mean, it takes away all the technology. It takes away all the stuff that's clouding your mind all day, every day, all the distractions that you normally have. And you can just go out there and you can just be, I mean, you can have the, the best sense of freedom you're going to get. I mean, it's, it's unmatched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would add that you don't necessarily even need to hunt, but just if someone like we were talking about earlier is looking for a little clarity in their life, get five miles away from a road and you'll get real clear on life real quick. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that clears the mind and, and helps you get uh, a sense of focus, like being out in the wild. Um, and that's, that's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are definitely days worth living again. So, yeah. And then solo, solo hunts are, equally special mm. i think i have a lot of conversation with myself <laughs> when i'm out on solo hunts um, yeah and like you said the focus and clarity you can really you can really start picking apart things that are you know bugging you at the time or things that you need to work through if you've got something on your mind you go out there for a solo hunt you've got all day with no distraction maybe maybe some distraction you know an elk or something but yeah <laughs> uh, the uh the time you have with yourself is really it's very valuable. Yeah. I learned so much about myself during my late season mule deer hunt this year. And it, it was things that there was some things that I thought I had kind of sorted out in my life. And while I was out there by myself, I was like, Oh no, I don't have this (laughs) quite as squared away as I would like to think. Um, I, part of it was I, I came home early and that was by choice. I wasn't, I didn't need to be home, but I just, I got tired and lonely and cold and yeah. I was, I was not as mentally tough as I needed to be to stay out there for the rest of the time. And, and I don't say that to mean that I, I didn't have a good time and that I didn't have a good trip. It was just, I had a specific goal and I stopped before I reached that goal. And that was, it was a little bit of a, a punch in the guts. You know, I was, I was sitting at home when it finally hit me. I was like, man, I I bailed out and yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't anybody else's expectations, but I, I kind of let myself down because I wasn't as prepared as I had wanted to be. And it's those kind of things that you learn when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations far from a road. And that's one of the things I love about hunting. It's just like you learn so much about yourself, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think humans are, we're social creatures. Mm -hmm. And so when you take away any interaction, I've done a lot of solo hunts, but they're usually day trips. So I've never just packed up and gone out by myself for a week or, or however long. So I I don't have any experience with that, but I know that one could get very lonely when you're just, especially, you know, out in the (laughs) gumbo (laughs) (laughs) by yourself it's quiet out there. Yeah. I mean, and it's, there's nothing around. 
couple airplanes, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. But you get to see some cool stuff. Like uh, I watched a pack of coyotes try to chase down a deer, which is always fun to yeah. see. I mean, in, in tons of animals that you wouldn't normally see if there's a bunch of people moving around. So there's there's definitely more pros than cons to doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and like we both said, the, the learning experience is just yeah. phenomenal. Uh, you You touched on this a little bit, but why don't you tell folks what you do for a living? So full-time, yeah. I'm an oil guy. I'm uh, in oil and gas exploration. I've been on a drilling rig for the last 15 years, 14 years. Um, I don't plan on sticking with it forever. It's just been there. Um, in the last year, 2019, in May, I took half ownership over Dark Mountain Supplement Company. Um, that is my plan to exit the oil field nice yeah very cool i uh i've spent the last 14 years being on the road half the time half the year so um my family's getting the kids are getting older and they're starting to it's starting to affect them more and when it affects them it affects me so yeah saying goodbye when i'm heading to work is it's getting harder and harder every single time so i've set some some timelines for the exit and I've just got to make sure everything's in order and very cool. We're going to go with that. And then we'll be doing dark mountain full time. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell folks a little bit about what dark mountain is? Give us a little bit of background on the company. So dark mountain is an outdoor sports supplement company. Our niche is, uh, you know, the outdoor, outdoor athlete. We, uh, we've been in business for two and a half years. I found them via social media. Nice. <laughs> um, I was using, I don't like to say the competition. I was using another um, brand before that, a, a pretty well-known one. <laughs> and I found this small company that was firing up in Montana, and I thought, well, I should check these guys out. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised. I'm a fourth-generation Montanan, so I, I like to support Montana company. And so I, I started using the product, and... Um, I got pretty close with the owners, uh, the two, there was two of them, two, uh, two brother-in-laws and one of them still, he's my partner, Christian, but I got close with both of them and then continued using the product. Um, the one Dan, he, uh, he grew up in Billings. He decided he wanted to step out of the company and that's where I came in. Nice. So, I mean, it all just started from using the product and getting to know the ownership. So it's been a pretty, pretty fun ride. And now being on this end of the, the company, it's, it's fun. It's got its challenges, but we're, uh, it's really fun coming up with new ideas and, uh, you know, we're always brainstorming product ideas and yeah. gear and <laughs> all this stuff. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, my partner is a lot of fun. We're both positive guys he's i mean he he puts me to shame with positivity he's one of the most positive guys i've ever talked to um but he's a lot of fun he currently lives in southern california but he would like to live in montana so we're hoping to make that a reality here soon so we still have the montana ties with with me nice. <laughs> <laughs> so montana company but uh yeah, that's where we're at. We have a we have a, a pro staff 
and it's a bunch of bunch of great people i mean we we uh have an application process that everybody goes through and we sift through that and kind of go through and find people with unique strengths and weaknesses and um bring them on and we have several folks in montana which i really like and i mean we have people all over the country we have a couple uh in australia canada wow so we've got a pretty diverse team but they're all they're all a bunch of positive uplifting and hard-working folks as well cool so for folks that don't aren't familiar with the pro staff kind of system of doing things what what is a pro staff what do they do for a company so they uh they get you know a kickback from us to basically just uh represent us in the field that's yeah they're uh but they're part of our team so i mean they're recognized by us as as our own they're not actually employees but they'll get like the employee discount per se and uh they just help share share information about the company um and advertise i guess is the real word for it yeah help us help us with uh the word of mouth end of things yeah so there are people that are actually using the product and speaking from experience cool so it's very helpful yeah and it's great to have that kind of first-hand user experience mm-hmm. to be able to talk about a product and say yeah like i love this this stuff is good i like it it works this is yeah you know why you should give it a try so it's a it's a cool model and i like it i've i've done it in the past i'm not doing it right now but um it it was fun while i did it and and i yeah. definitely I see the benefit and um, I think I, I know a few of the guys that pro staff for you and th- some of the the women as well. And uh, you do have a great group. I mean, really yeah. good, high quality people. Yeah. What was the, um, just going back to the beginning of you getting involved, what was the thing that attracted you to the company? What kind of caught your attention? The main thing was the Montana ties. Mm. Why was that important? I'm just, like I said, I'm a fourth generation Montanan. I think that's, it goes me, my dad, my grandpa, my great grand so yeah fourth generation montana and uh it's just i think it's important to support your own yeah um i mean montana i guess i saw somewhere that we just crossed over a million in population (laughs) so i mean relatively we're we're small small still and uh so i i try as hard as i can if somebody's got montana ties i'd support them over somebody else if it's quality and so I kind of went into a blind. I'd never tried any of the product or anything. So I, I ordered some and tried it and I really liked the product. So then it made it really easy to stick with them. Now the selection wasn't there like like the others as far as products go, but that's something that's been constantly evolving over the last couple of years. And and now there's quite quite the selection. And Yeah. But that, that was it more than anything was just the Montana ties. Yeah, that's big, man. I... Uh, I don't know when the shift happened, but I'm seeing a shift in business where um, local businesses are stepping up to make it more appealing for people in the community to support them. And I think where possible, it's really important for the communities to support those businesses. Um, There's there's just a difference in going and shopping at Capital Sports here in Helena versus, you know, and no knock on Walmart, but going to Walmart and yeah. buying a rifle from behind the gun counter there. Yeah. Um, I know that that money that I spend at capital sports is going, you know, directly. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of the people there. Like I see them, 
I, you know, played sports with them on intramural teams. Mm -hmm. They're volunteering with me on different things. And not that the folks at Walmart aren't, but it's just different. Like that money is staying directly in the community where, you know, the, the money at, you know, some bigger business might be going somewhere else. Yeah. So I like that you guys are Montana based. I like that there's Montana roots in the, the business and that's, that's pretty darn cool. So, um, in terms of the business, what's what's an area you see of improvement for you guys? Like where are you guys looking to step up a little bit more in the next couple of years? So our, like I said, our niche is the uh, outdoor community, the outdoor athlete community. Um, I think that, I really think that more than just the outdoor athlete could really benefit from it. Cause I'm, mm. I train about half the year. I train really hard to get ready for climbing mountains but the other half i'm just training to lift big yeah eat, eat big all that good stuff <laughs> and, and it works for me in in both instances so I, I really feel like we could benefit uh we have crossfitters on the team and we have just like the bodybuilding type on the team um, i think we could benefit a lot more than just the specific outdoor athlete mm -hmm. but um that is really what we're aimed at um, areas of improvement uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good way to, I, I really don't know. I mean, I don't really have a good answer for that. I just like to see it in more like venues, mm. more, more areas, more, uh, like, like I said, just different. Yeah. <laughs> kind of broad. Different types. Yeah. Broaden broad. the road, the, the reach of who uh, is using the product. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a great product. I've been using it for the last month and really liked it. I've been using your, uh, grass fed way isolate, which I really like. And then I started using your, uh, BCAA glutamine. Um, I think you guys have it marketed as a post-workout, but I've been using this more like an intro. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I use it. Okay. And I actually got some in the water bottle right now. Nice. I use it on non-lifting days as well. Yep. Um, I didn't make it to the gym today, but, um, I, I take, well, we've already talked about the dry scoop. <laughs> so <laughs> I take a dry shot. I'm not going to say that that's how we recommend you take it. Um, in fact, I'd recommend you probably don't do it that way, but I've just gotten used to doing it that way. It gives you the, the, the buzz you'd feel from the pre-workout. It gives it to you really fast. <laughs> it's, it doesn't take any time. So if I, if I do that in the truck, and then go inside, I'm feeling it by the time I'm changed and yeah. I'm ready to rock. Um, so I guess it's efficient. Right. But yeah. then the whole time I'm lifting, I'm drinking the, the post-workout blend while I lift. Mm -hmm. And then I usually have a little bit left over. I finish that and then I'll throw down the protein as I'm walking out of fuel there. I'll sneak over to the sink and yeah. get a little bit of water. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about you guys want to broaden the the reach of who you're you're you know, bringing into the company and, and, you know, who's buying the product. What's something you guys do really well? I think w uh, we're really on a personal level with everybody. Mm. So like if anybody's to message either email message, call dark mountain, it's going to be either me or Christian responding directly. Really? We don't have somebody below us huh. managing our social media. It's one of the two of us. So anytime somebody's messaging, it's, it's us. Um, as we continue to grow, we might have to bring in a management type, mm -hmm. but it's going to be somebody that's very involved. It's yeah. not going to be 
just somebody that we're just paying to basically move conversations to where they need to go. It'll be somebody that's involved that is educated with everything they're talking about that they can make decisions and talk about stuff. So we have that going for us. We are very, um, we're very involved with, with our athletes, uh, when they, we get a lot of requests for the fundraiser type stuff and we try mm-hmm. to, we, we try to stay involved with as much of that as we can, um, within reason. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of donations. And then we've anytime like a conservation group comes and asks us for something, we'll, we'll donate to a, a banquet or, or things of that nature. So we, we just try to be generous and, uh, and give and be present, I guess, as owners. I think that's a big deal. I think when big companies lose that personal touch, they kind of lose everything they stood for, I Mm -hmm. guess. So, I mean, you're never going to see me, even if we grow to some billion dollar company, you're not going to see me, you know, driving some Lambo, avoiding anybody or anything like that. I'll still be the same guy and be out there, you know, leading from the front, visiting and, being a part of everything cool and i speak for my partner the same way he's the same he's the same we both well i mean you've seen the social media yeah we try to lead by example you know get to the gym four or five six times a week and if we're not in the gym we're going to be i'm hitting a trail or hunting hiking enjoying the outdoors i mean i try to i try to lead by example i don't want people to think that you know the owner of the company doesn't work out or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm, it's, it's a big deal to me to, yeah to stand for what I'm pushing. Yeah. And one of the things that you guys have done that really illustrates that on top of your presence on social media and you guys are, you know, showing up at different fundraising events, like all the things that you said, like I see you guys doing that and that's amazing. And on top of that, you guys are a 2% for t- conservation certified business. Yeah. Why was that important for you guys to do? So that was uh, implemented before I came in, mm-hmm. but that was another, um, just uh, the conservation end of things is important to, it was important to Dan and Christian, and it's equally important to me. So just uh, to be a part of that 2% was a, a good way to hold the company accountable. And then just to let everybody know that we are very much interested in conservation. So yeah. personally, I'm a member of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and so is my wife. Um, <laughs> we became members of the Northwest Turkey Foundation. Is that what a federation? National Wild Turkey Federation. <laughs> oh, I just I like, think. <laughs> okay. I went to a banquet and we ended up becoming <laughs> members. <laughs> so Sorry for all you turkey folks, but. <laughs> I'm not even sure I got yeah. the name right. I get it wrong all the time. <laughs> but. Uh, on a personal level, my wife and I, we try to go to as many of the banquets as we can. Mm-hmm. Not only are they a really good time, but um, all the money is going to really good stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of members that are in really close with uh, BHA and mm-hmm. and some different outfits. Um, I'd like to, and I'll, I'll probably actually be coming to you for your help. You've, you've got a lot more contacts than I do when it comes to that stuff, but... This spring or summer, I was going to try to get all of our Montana members together and find something, some effort that they're doing, whether it's fixing fence or, or something that one of these outfits needs help with. I'd like to get a bunch of our, our Montana folks together and 
just do a big shindig and have a good time. I think we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I know I can round up several folks to help out. It'd, it'd be a good time. It'd be a good team building exercise. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, man, if you, you stray away from doing that and it's, it's easy, you know, every business is busy and you've got a, a million different requests coming in and you're still trying to operate a business <laughs> on top of everything else. But I think if you, um, if you're not, you know, constantly engaging with, you know, your pro staff, your staff, you know, the upper management and getting them out and reminding them like why you're doing what you're doing then it just becomes any other business and you yeah. lose that special spark that you guys have. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. So we'll get you out on a fence pole or something. I, yeah. th I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, anything else you want to touch on with the business that we didn't talk about? I feel like we covered it pretty well. Um, oh, what, what's your favorite product? That was what I wanted to ask you. What, what's your favorite product? So I live on the, the BCAA blend, the recovery mm -hmm. blend. I, I live on it. Yeah. I think I don't drink soda. And like I said, I very, very rarely drink like an alcoholic beverage but um, it's water for me all the time i drink like a gallon of water a day and i live on that recovery it tastes good uh, which one did you order the mojito okay yeah that's my favorite it's good it's so good my, my <laughs> wife doesn't normally like that kind of stuff and i was like here try this and she was like oh that's good and she took my bottle and left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like hey i, I made yeah. that for me <laughs> um the pre-workout i mean i have it every day before i work out unless I'm just going to do cardio and then I usually do that without it. But, um, I'd say those two, I, for the protein, I use the pure isolate, um, the chocolate caramel for now. Yeah, but we just actually, I've got to, I mean, I can put it on here first, but the emails will be out by then, but we've got our new, um, cinnamon crunch blend. Nice. Yep. Ready to That's ship sweet. now. So, and it's delicious. Cool. So that, I'm excited to try that. That, that, at least ties with with the chocolate caramel so it's oh. good it's way good and then we've got the uh, rocky mountain way the original blend the vanilla blend back in stock cool. that kind of we had it in tubs and i mean tubs are inefficient for shipping and then i travel a lot so like the bags of protein are way better for me to shove in a carry-on bag or or a duffel bag or whatever versus big tubs of stuff so yeah um we got away from the tubs and so we just had to get the uh the packaging right and everything and so it's the same blend and it's it's delicious yeah but that's our that's our more budget friendly one that's just a typical whey protein it's uh but it's it's way good too cool i love it um you ready for some rapid fire questions? <laughs> sure. This is this is my favorite part. I don't know if it's everybody else's favorite part. <laughs> Are they all yes and no? <laughs> they well, uh, someone did that to me one time. They they tried. They started stonewalling me, and I I paused and I made them. I was like, okay, get your act together here. Come on, you gotta you gotta make a choice. <laughs> all right. If I give you ten million dollars right now, what would you do? I would first thing I do is quit my job and pay my house off and then that would be all I'd need other than that I would find something very uh, appropriate for the rest of the money because I don't need that kind of money so whether it's <laughs> I don't when you have no debt you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff right right so, yeah uh, all I have left is the house um, 
10 million or 10 billion what'd you say 10 million 10 million i mean that's not get crazy that's still (laughs) a lot of money but i mean we'd be looking at well still nearly 10 million left over by the time i'm done so (laughs) 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 i would i would find some somebody some organization some somebody out there that that could get that to somebody that needs it more than i do i mean as far as I'm concerned, there's always money to be made out there. So I don't right. need, I don't need a lump sum settlement. Yeah. What's your most used emoji? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be the, just the laughy one with the tears on it. <laughs> That's probably mine too. Yeah. It just works for everything. It, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use the, uh, the, uh, little smiley poop one sometimes just to, <laughs> just to use it. But, that's usually <laughs> followed by the the favorite emoji. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at my recent emojis, the very top left one's always the smiley one with the tears. Yeah. What's something new you want to try? Wow. That's that's a good one. Mine's rock climbing. If yeah. That helps if that helps you. Rock climbing. You know, I really haven't put much thought to something real new I'd want to try. Man, that's a good question. Um, I know, I guess something I've been talking about with my wife for a while that we just haven't fully committed to. I'd like to, and it's something I'll have to research. I want to find a tucked away mountain alpine lake mm-hmm. that you have to hike into. It takes, you know, a day to hike in and we want to backpack in and just live off fish. Oh, nice. And that's something we've talked yeah. about for the last couple of years and we just haven't made happen yet. So that's that's a that's pretty high up there. Cool. Just kind of do the forage lifestyle for a few yeah. days. Yeah, I get up there, eat some huckleberries and some trout and just cook right there. Sweet. I think it'd be great and live off the land. That'd be pretty sweet. If you could only listen to Justin Bieber or Nicki Minaj for the rest of your life, which one <laughs> would you pick? <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. Uh, I... I I'd probably have to go with Justin Bieber. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's going to come back to haunt me sometime, isn't it? <laughs> you're gonna, you're, uh, your CD is going to get stuck with Bieber in there. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, one book everybody should read? Um, I try to read self-help, self-help books and nonfiction. Mm. So I read a lot of uh, uh, O'Reilly's nonfiction he did the like the killing series i don't know if you ever saw those it was yeah like killing lincoln killing jesus killing uh well it was all killing but yeah <laughs> uh his killing lincoln book was really good um it just goes through everything leading up to the assassination of president lincoln and kept you on the edge of your seat the entire time um extreme ownership by jocko that's another one cool really good one I I read Killing Lincoln recently and I'm about to start reading Killing Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. I have that. I haven't read it yet. Uh, my grandpa yeah. read it and gave it to me and said I had to read it. So yeah. it's uh yeah, it's on my nightstand right now. I just need to I'm <laughs> I'm finishing one book and that's the next one I'm going to start reading. Uh who'd you want to have your back in a bar fight? <laughs> Probably The Rock. The Rock? Yeah. That's a good good choice. Yeah. Uh, in sync or Backstreet Boys? That's gonna be Backstreet Boys. There's no hesitation there. DC or Marvel? Uh, you know, I'm not really into the the comics at all, so I I don't have an educated answer for that. That's okay. 
Uh, so we'll, yeah. I mean, we'll yeah. say DC, I guess. Cool. Sounds that cool. That works. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman. Uh, if you could have one thing be free forever, what would that one thing be? Oh. Man. Maybe uh, maybe my Sitka gear. Oh. Yeah, that <laughs> stuff That stuff is not, not cheap. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be stuck in Jumanji or Jurassic Park? Uh, I'm a big fan of Jumanji. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We just went and watched the new one last week good. as a family. It was good. Yeah. It was way good. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Uh, if you open up your phone right now, what's the most played song in your shuffle? What are you listening to the most? Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. Oh, yeah. It's quality. Um, it, there'd probably be a lot of them tied because I just listened to it on repeat quite a bit. <laughs> so I just got, I, I use Spotify mm-hmm. and I got my end of year kind of summary thing. Yeah. And I was going through the top 10 songs and I was like, wait a second. And they're all top 10 songs from my workout playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Uh, uh, would you rather watch a TV show or a movie? I think uh, that's kind of a two part answer. Okay. I mean, I try not to lose myself too much in TV and movies. I, I think I'd probably rather watch a movie because once I get sucked into a series and I've I've done it before, you you lose a part of your life <laughs> to you know eight seasons of say Dexter yep. or How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> and that's that, that's time you'll never get back. And really, you're that's not true. being rewarded besides just the the pleasure of watching the show. So yeah. I think a movie because you can kind of hit it and quit it <laughs> that's right yeah all right cat or dog i'm gonna go with dogs you don't want to offend your dogs you got yeah two of them at i've home. got we've got three dogs, three dogs. And we have uh we have two cats but the cats love my daughter <laughs> and they really don't care about the rest of the family at all she's yeah. she's like the little crazy cat lady yeah but the dogs, yeah, the dogs love everybody. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a dog cats, guy. Cats can be jerks, man. Yeah. For the most part, dogs are just like they just want to make you happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Uh, are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm. Well, I work pretty well straight nights, so uh, yeah. I guess for that, I'd have to say night owl. I'd rather be a morning person. I'd rather get up early and and I guess when I'm working straight nights, my morning is the afternoon right so yeah. I, I i am a morning person in that sense i get up at two in the afternoon and work out every day and then start working at 6 p.m and then i i work till 6 a.m so it's pretty scheduled but i guess currently i'm a night owl but i would rather be a morning person yeah that makes sense um what is your favorite pop tart flavor Oh man, I haven't had a pop tart in a long time. <laughs> I mean, do they have a strawberry? Strawberry they do. sounds good. Strawberry is good. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a quality choice. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's or Wendy's? Oh, that's trash. You gotta pick. Uh, you're at, you're in the airport. Your kids are hungry. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'd probably go with Wendy's. I would go with Wendy's too because you can do like their grilled chicken wraps <laughs> yeah. and they're like moderately healthy. Moderately. Yeah. 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 I try to avoid fast food at all costs. <laughs> Okay, uh, one last one for you here. How do you say that word? <laughs> caramel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to say? Yeah, I, I'm I want you to say caramel. it correctly. <laughs> caramel. How do you say it? <laughs> Caramel. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, <laughs> 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 we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just one of them words that I've, it's been caramel ever since I was a little kid. 
we we i was just on a uh, a facebook live thing with somebody and that became the subject of debate for a while was how do you, how do we say that word and yeah there were a lot of different opinions <laughs> and we just all decided we needed to walk away <laughs> yeah agree to disagree i totally agree to disagree yeah that's the the crick and creek <laughs> see and i say creek but everybody I grew up around said crick. Yeah. And I don't know how I got away without saying crick. So I grew up saying crick, and uh-huh. then I just got tired of people looking at me funny. Uh, like, where I'm working, I work with a lot of Southern folks. So, mm. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm always getting a hard time for saying crick. So I've actually moved to saying creek myself. I've kind of turned my back on everything I've known my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, who's uh, someone we should all follow on Instagram right now besides yourself? So one thing I I don't want to say I'm guilty of, but I really enjoy following folks that are at the beginning of their journey to extreme weight loss. Mm. And that's who I really love cheering on. Yeah. So, um, well, here, I'll, I got to. I don't know his exact. Yeah, pull it up. Let's get this guy some followers. Yeah. Or gal. He has no idea who I am, so it'd be even better. I'm just, uh, you know, throwing him likes whenever I can, whenever he needs them. <laughs> He's going to be like, why, why did I just get all these followers? Yeah, so it's uh, his name is life underscore of underscore D-D-R-E. Dre is his name. Okay, Life of Dre. Yeah, with two Ds. He's, uh, oh, I mean, he started out, I think it was over 500 pounds. Wow. And he's just been going at it, going nonstop for, I've been following him for over a year, and he's lost, uh, he's lost over 100 pounds, so. That's amazing. He's, uh, I mean, that's an inspiration, seeing somebody that, I mean, it's unfortunate that they they let themselves go that far, but then to, to finally realize it and then pull themselves back. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, I feel like if I gain 20 pounds, right? I'm like, oh, it's so hard to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just tiny. It just pales in comparison. Dude, if I don't eat the right thing for breakfast, my whole day's shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone, someone losing, you know, 100 pounds, that's pretty inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, I, I'm not – one of these people that is really good at this, but I've been trying to get better at looking at life like everything that happened, you know, five seconds ago, 10 seconds ago, a minute ago, that's all gone. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do about that. That is literally in the rear view mirror. And it's as if it never existed because it's out of my control at this yeah. point. And the only thing I have to control is this moment and the next moment and the next and the next. And, you know, for, for people that like, like Dre here, I feel like there's a certain amount of that where they realize like, you know what, this really sucks that I'm at this point in my life, but there's nothing I can do about that. Cause that's gone. It's out of my control. The only thing I can control is every second, you know, and every moment moving yeah. forward. Those are the opportunities that I have. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just so, so amazed by people like that. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'm sure, uh, hopefully we get yeah, Dre some, some follows check out. and yeah. some support. Um, I got, three last questions for you uh the first one is what is an action everyone should take right now uh just i think just move more <laughs> cool 
and move more and drink more water. That's pretty pretty simple, like you had said earlier. But uh, just moving, uh, just don't don't stay sitting down, man. Yeah, moving's the first step to what could be a life changing habit. Yeah, for sure. What's one thing that you're super excited about right now? September. September. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a long ways away. I'm excited for uh, this this new year as well. I'm not a re- uh, resolution type at all. Like I'm not new year, new me. And I don't believe that. I don't, I don't buy it from really anybody when they do talk about new year, new me. But I'm always excited to keep the momentum I have and see where the next year will take me. So there's a lot of things. 2020, like leaving the oil field. I'm excited for that. September. I'm just, I'm always excited for September. I'm excited for September on October 1st. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. I am, I am very excited for September (laughs) as well. I just recently picked up a a recurve and I'm going to be hunting with it this fall. Yeah. So that's created this whole new sense of excitement and anticipation for running around the woods with that thing. (laughs) So yeah, I feel you there. All right. My final question for you is what does living an authentic life mean to you? I think it's everything. I think, uh, we had talked about honesty and everything earlier and portraying yourself as yourself, but I think, uh, living true to yourself and being authentic. I mean, that's, uh, that just, it means everything. It's the most important thing there is. If you're living a lie, you're never truly going to be happy. And that's not just, with social media that's real life if you're living a lie that if you're just trying to make it work something that's not making you happy i mean you'll never find true happiness and you'll never live a fulfilling lifestyle so i think it's of the utmost importance cool right on well i just want to first of all thank you for taking time out of yeah. you know, your your precious time off away from your family and uh, coming on the podcast it was a lot of fun to have you on yeah. And just recognize you for your willingness to be authentic and real and uh, dive into some uh, some deep uh, topics today. It, it was a lot of fun, and um, I, I know people are really going to get a lot out of this. Uh, where can people connect with you moving forward? So me personally, you can find me on Instagram at Dude That Hunts. Okay. Uh, I scored on that one. I don't know how I scored <laughs> that name, but Dude That Hunts. Um, you can find the company on Instagram at dark mountain underscore official or dark com on the web cool so and all it. those links will be in the show notes so you guys can connect with dark mountain and andrew really easily just by going to the show notes so yeah just hit us up on instagram either dark mountain or me and it'll be if you i mean if you message dude that hunts it's going to be me for sure but if you hit dark mountain it's either going to be me or my partner christian so cool yep sweet well thanks man this is a lot of fun glad to be here yeah thanks for listening guys um before we let them go anything else you want to add no uh, not nothing too terribly important i'm just just glad to be here this is a good time cool awesome thanks man all right guys uh thanks for tuning in for another episode we'll catch you next time Mm